Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever episode of Business Ready for Business. I'm your host, Terry Agororo, and today's episode is really about getting started, and I thought it's a really good first episode topic. I was like, what am I going to call this first topic? And I was thinking, do I want to do something that's going to have this impact and everyone's going to want to click it, and how do I make sure people click it? And I said, you know what, I don't even care. I just want to tell you what it's about. So I said getting started was a really good thing because in business, you always have to get started. You always have to start from somewhere. So I thought that in this episode, I'm going to tell you about where I started and give you a bit of an overview of who I am and a bit of my journey and then tell you a bit more about what Business Ready for Business is about and what you should expect to come from it. So really, let's start with like, why did I start Business Ready for Business? Well, for about three years now, um, I've been thinking about doing a podcast because I actually really like talking. I've, I've done some public speaking in my time and I really like sharing information. I really love talking about business and how business to connects to so much other things in life. And I thought that a podcast would be perfect for me because anybody who knows me knows that I can actually talk. I can chat a lot. And most of the stuff I talk about is business related. I can have the longest conversations around business. I always love learning about business. I love talking about business. I love exploring business. I love discussing business. I love to see how business relates to other things in life. In fact, I generally see life through the lens of business. So everything I do, I interpret it back to business so I get the best possible understanding of it. So yeah, so that's why I kind of decided to say, you know what, let me have a platform where I can actually share it. I did try to blog before. Blogging didn't quite work out as well as I wanted it to. YouTube was not for me. I think now I might be a bit better with the camera to face thing, but ultimately I was like, I'm too busy wondering, what am I doing with my face? Why is your eyebrow looking like that? I was really quite conscious in front of the camera. I think I got a bit better. I started using Instagram and I was like, okay, this is not too bad. But I think when I tried to use it in a professional camera studio setup, it was all too much for me. But now maybe I might be a bit better of it. But I feel like just me with the microphone getting things out of my head and just recording it and sharing it, that makes perfect sense for me. And it's so much more, and it's much more natural for me. And I've digressed off of what the story is about. But anyway, I was just telling you a bit more about, that's like a bit about why I, I, I decided to do this thing. Um, so a bit about me, Terry. So I started my first company at 16. It was a car rental company. I started with my cousin and we did quite well with it. We managed to get about 13 cars and we ran that company for a bit. After that, um, next business I got involved with was a luxury lifestyle magazine with my cousins again. And that was like really life changing for me because more importantly is we had no idea about how to make a magazine. We just said we're going to do it. And after that, before you knew it, we were getting editors, writers, designers. We got everybody together. We got everyone into an office and launched a magazine. I remember the first uh, photo shoot we ever did. We went to Selfridges and we bought all this stuff from here. Um, where did we buy the clothes from again? One of these like Miss Selfridges or something like that. I can't remember the exact shop, but it was one of the concessions in there. We just bought, we went there with like a, what do they call those people? Um... A stylist, so we went with a stylist, picked up all these clothes, but 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 you know, we spent our own money to buy all the clothes. We didn't know about lending clothes back in them days, so we just bought all the clothes and we did it um in the club and we just did the shoot. And I was like, wow, we did it. And then like within like 45 days, I can't remember exactly, but I think it was about within 45 days, maybe 60 max, but I don't even think it took us two months. We had our first issue out 
Um, and then from then, we just kept releasing issues. We managed to get it stocked in Harrods and Selfridges. And for me, that was the point when I realised that, hold on, we're just some boys from the ghetto and we've just got a magazine into Harrods and Selfridges. I said, you know what? There's actually nothing in this world that we can't do if we put our minds to it. So then we did that for a bit. Then after that, I decided that I wanted to go back to uni because my mum told me, well, she always said to me, she's like, you know, I'm from a Nigerian family and anyone who's from a Nigerian family will know that it's all about the education. If no, in fact, not even just Nigerian families. If you're from an African family, if you're from an Asian family, like generally speaking, education is the backbone. That is like, that is the mantra that I know is in most households. That always stayed in the back of my head, um, that education was the backbone. And at this time, I'd only really done the first year of a HND. Now, when we was in um, class, we used to joke that HND stood for has no degree. And I was like, you know what? I actually really want to complete this. And I was actually about to have my second child. So I had my first child when I started uni. Then I was about to have my second one. And I was like, look, you know what? I want to be able to tell these kids some stuff. And I want to be able to at least lead by example. Like if I'm going to give them some advice, give advice on things that I've done. So I wanted them to be able to look at education as something that, you know, they should do. And I can actually tell them the benefits of doing it rather than just say do it, but actually give them the benefits of doing it. So I went back to complete my HND. Um, and then from there, uh, I discovered that I had a real massive passion for business and business IT and also databases. So after I completed the HND, I went on to do a degree in business information systems and I became really, really fascinating with it. And then I did a placement. And when I did my placement, I used to look at all these people working in, in this organization. And I remember my 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 um my manager used to tell me about look, I've got 15 years experience. And he, he was he was an expert in what he did. And everybody in the departments were experts in what they did. And they kept the whole organization running. And I was in this place and the skills that I thought I learned from my studies, I didn't get to put any of them to use at all. I was so frustrated in there. They didn't give me no, they didn't give me no freedom to do anything, but I, you know, I, I protested and protested and they can see I wasn't happy. So they finally started giving me my own projects to do and I loved them. But what I learned from that place was that I definitely needed to be in something that I was in control of because I wanted to build things that enabled me to solve problems that I really wanted to solve, problems that I cared about. Maybe other people didn't care about them, but to me, they were important. So that's why I kind of, at that point, I knew that, you know what, I couldn't go and work in an organisation. Then I used to think to myself, why are these guys all still here? Like, you guys can go and start your own company and build this kick-ass company that solves problems for all these different organisations. But it wasn't two years later that I, I got a better understanding as to why they were in the organisation, how they were being entrepreneurial within the organisation and the value that they were adding. And in later episodes, I'll probably touch on that in more detail. But right now, I'm just trying to give you a really brief overview as to who I am and what I've done. So when I graduated from uni, the day after my last exam, I wasn't sleeping or resting or partying or anything of that or just like, oh my gosh, it's done. I I, I remember taking um, a space in the university. They had this uh, co-working space. So this was before co-working spaces were called. They had a little co-working space. And I took it and I got my best friend, best friend Dan. I said, listen, bro, 
I want to do this business thing. I want to do this. In fact, I was going to start this, this company and we were going to do business and technology solutions, the business technology consultancy for um, other companies. And what I did is I got a band of us together and I put together a team of everyone who had all these different various skills. We came together, but ultimately it didn't work out because my leadership skills at that time were rubbish. I didn't know how to conduct a team and get people fully involved and it just ultimately collapsed and I was left with just me and Dan. Dan's not a tech person. I was a tech person, but I only really knew how to build databases. But we just kind of pivoted the business and turned it more into a consultancy and a tech consultancy. So we didn't always have the capacity to build out the final solutions, but we knew how to design the solutions. And then we knew quite a bit about business. So we was always giving people business consultancy help. And I think I managed, I think we did that for a few years. Um, in that space, I met with so many different people building so many different companies and it enabled me to harness my skills, learn so much about business and then pass the information on to other people, on to how can they do it. And I think in that period of time, within a three to five year period of time, I helped my clients raise between half a million to about 700,000 in uh, grants and business planning. So helping people really raise the money and giving them strategies for moving forward. I also went into um, personal development. So what happened is, whilst I was harnessing these business skills, I realised that in order for me to be a better business person, I needed to basically get to know who I was. So I'd spent about a five-year period really diving into personal development. Um, I went to a few courses, a few seminars, read lots of books, um, took course, like took online courses and really was diving deep into like so much different content. And what I started to realize is there was, there was a synergy between personal development and business development. So as I started to discover that, I started to create and um, come up with my own philosophy. My own philosophy ended up with me coming to the conclusion that every single person in this world is an entrepreneur. And most people would argue with me and say, that's not true. But for me, when I look at the definition of entrepreneur, because I had to actually now go and search out what, what it means to be entrepreneur. And um, I think one of my favorite definitions of entrepreneur comes from um, Howard, St Howard Stevenson of um, Harvard Business School. And he said that entrepreneurship is the pursuit of opportunity without regard for resources not currently controlled. Now, he didn't say anything about business. He just said it's the pursuit of opportunity without regard for resources not currently controlled. Now, I looked at it and I said, everybody in this world is in pursuit of an opportunity. They don't even have the resources, or they don't always have the resources to get the result that they want. But you wake up every day and you're looking for a new opportunity to have a better day than yesterday. So I said, fantastic, this makes sense to me. Then Michael E. Geber of the E-Myth Mastery, he said, entrepreneurship is the power to create. I said, makes perfect sense again. You know, because what we're doing, we're trying to create something. Now, whether you're working for somebody or working for yourself, you're always continuously looking for opportunities and trying to create something. Even in your life, even if you even if you're you've got a family, you've got friends, you're you're trying to create value. That's all entrepreneurship, in my opinion. So with that, I ended up writing a book called Think Like an Entrepreneur and Grow Rich. Now, the funny thing about that book is that I was initially supposed to write the book and I was going to call it the business of you. And then I said, okay, right, I'm going to take myself on a on a writing holiday. So I took myself to Tunisia for a week to go and write this book. And 
I'm quite of a I'm quite a systems thinker. I always think about okay, what's the systems? And I think that's maybe because I'm a database architect. So I always think about what systems need to be in place to do this, do that. So as I was planning out the book, I said, but what's next after the book? So then um I started creating this plan. But as I was creating this plan, somehow I ended up with this book called Motivate 140. And essentially that book just came about from me just constantly putting out these quick snappy motivational quotes and this is when twitter used to have 140 characters so i was really active like every day just putting out all of these motivational quotes and what i did is i took the ones that had the best responses and i turned it into a book called motivate 140 so the book the idea behind the book was um 140 quotes of 140 characters which meant it was easy for anyone to quickly just tweet out with a hashtag uh retweet it send it to somebody and when i finished this book this book helped shape my mind because I realized that when I was putting out a lot of these tweets, I was always putting these things out for me. So as I'm sharing my tweets, I'm sharing my thoughts, but I'm reading the thought back to myself. But by putting it back into a book, it means that I get 140 of these that can always help shift my mind. And the response was quite good for it. And even for me now, when I use that book, if I'm feeling like in a bit of a rut, I flick the book to about three or four different quotes. By the time I get to the fourth or fifth one, I'm already feeling better. Sometimes the first one is just like speaking to me in exactly the right words that I need at the time. It just picks me up and gets me going again. So I ended up doing Motivate 140 before I did Think Like an Entrepreneur and Grow Rich. And then Think Like an Entrepreneur and Grow Rich, because I had enough time, instead of rushing it and doing it in the week, I had enough time to kind of think about what the book was going to be about. It ended up becoming a book that I've personally used to help move me to the next part of my career. And it became like a training manual that took me through the process of seeing myself as a business, uh, seeing my career as a business, myself as an entrepreneur, and how do I use the entrepreneurial and business strategies to help build me as an individual so that I can go out and do whatever it is I wanted to do next. So I did that. And after I did that book, I was really excited about it. And I wanted to be this, you know, this motivational guru and this public speaker traveling the world and that was my plan and nothing happened um so i i printed the books out i sold a few copies but then i felt like there was something missing so i kind of put the book on hold for a bit and i started looking around again at to as to what was i going to do so i got back into a bit of web development i was consulting a few clients and doing some more web stuff when i was trying to figure it out and i think for me, subconsciously, when I looked at Think Like an Entrepreneur and Grow Rich, I felt like the book was a resource that I needed to get to my people and get to the right people, the people who needed it. So I said, maybe if I build something else first, then I'll be in the position to make sure this book gets into the right people's hands. And what I mean by that is that there are some people who couldn't afford to pay for the book, but I knew that they needed it. So I need to be in a position so that I can pay for the book for them so that they can read it and they can use it to take themselves to the next level. But the book's still available for sale, if you, in case you do want to buy it. Um, and I am still selling it, but I just felt like I, there's a group of people in this world who generally might not be able to afford that book. And I want to be in a position to be able to give it to them when the time comes. So, um, as I said, I was doing a bit of doing a bit of more tech consulting, business consulting, and then... Um, about two years ago, I ended up opening up a salon with my now wife and it's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic journey. I've learned so much. I've learned so much from her. I've learned so much about running a day-to-day business. I mean, I've been involved in various ventures over the years, but this one's been 
a real solid, fantastic um, business and just having having somebody who's such a magnificent businesswoman, business person, like she is amazing and I learned so much from her. It's been, it's been you know, it's it's been life-changing and off the back of that, I started looking at what else can I do and I wanted to really expand our online offerings so I started thinking of how I could do it. So I went to some of our suppliers and because we were a new business, nobody wanted to give me the lines of credit that I needed so I was thinking, oh my gosh, how are we going to do this? Like I really want to, I really want to change the black hair and beauty game and I really want to do it properly and, you know, live up to the standard that we've created in the salon. How can we really do this? So I started thinking of different solutions that I can get to get people to essentially franchise the products that we're selling. And I came up with this crazy model and I said, there's only one problem with this model is how do people know that I'm selling what I said I'm going to sell or how can they trust that I'm not um, buying products for them but buying my own products just selling my ones and keeping their ones on the shelf and at that time I got exposed to something called blockchain now blockchain what is the is the technology that bitcoin runs on top of um I'm not going to get into the technical um details of it at the moment but I looked at the 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 technology and because I am when it comes to tech I'm a real geek but I'm not like one of those technical tool, technical technical people but I just love technology. So when I looked at it and I looked at how it worked, I started thinking of how we can use this in made style. I came up with a solution and then I thought to myself, hmm, this is interesting. How can I use this to, how can I use this, um, this technology, how can I use this solution to better more people? Because I said, if I've got this problem, there's got to be other people who've got this same problem. And I thought when I said, yeah, there must be. And out of that, I ended up starting a company called Inventory Club and we created our own digital currency because I always like owning stuff. I I very rarely, in fact, I dislike having to be inside um, somebody else's platform. And I remember my cousin saying to me one time, he was like, look, don't build your, don't build your castle in, in another man's kingdom. And that stuck with me. Um, so I always like building my own kingdom um, so that at least I know that it can run the way that I want it to run. So we created our own currency, we created our own platform. And so far, it's been okay, you know, and as we go through uh, Business Ready for Business, I'm going to share a lot of the lessons learned. Things went really well, um, some things didn't go so well. Uh, things that I thought I knew, I didn't know. Um, not everything you read in the books are accurate. And it's a bit like um, uni, I suppose. I mean, we go to uni, we study. And then we go into the real world and find that everything we've studied is a bunch of pants and the real world operates quite differently. So there is so many lessons that I've, I'll, I'll, I want to share with you. I mean, Inventory Club, we managed to uh, raise a decent amount of money to actually get the, to get the ball rolling. Um, and yeah, it's, but just because it, it wasn't as rosy as I thought it would be and there's been some serious challenges but we're still here and we're still going. And I think that like, you know, that's that's where I am with the journey now. And so I feel like I just want to share share the lessons that I've had um, and also bring, a, bring everyone along on the journey that I'm having now with regards to going forward with Inventory Club, building out the salon business. Um, I've also got a, a food business as well. So it's like juggling all of these different businesses 
and really trying to make an impact and understanding why I do what I do. And just, like I said, sharing my own personal insights and hopefully, you know, it can help somebody else on their journey. Um, I always say perfection is agile persistence. And so you should never wait for everything to be perfect before you start. And I'm sometimes I'm guilty of, you know, trying f- trying to wait for things to be perfect before I start. But I give everyone the best advice. So sometimes even I think this podcast is even going to be for me as a chance for me to speak back to myself, to give myself the advice that I need to hear. You know, it's always good to have a coach, but it's always so good to be able to look in the mirror and have some good old honest conversations with yourself and remind yourself of who you are and what you're capable of doing. And it's okay to get it wrong. It's okay to fail. Life is an experiment. Things won't always go to plan. But as long as you have a vision, success is easier when you know where you're going. So that's a bit, you know, that's a, that's a, a quick roundup of, of me, a summary of who I am. And as I carry on with, with Business Ready for Business, I'll be giving you more insight to the things that I've done, things that I'm doing. And I'll also be inviting guests on so other people in and today can talk about their business journey because I think, you know, I'm not there yet. I haven't made it. I'm not clear. I'm still in the trenches. I'm still rolling up my sleeves, getting stuck in on a daily basis. This is what I do. This is what makes me happy. I'm the happiest when I'm working on business, when I'm involved in business, because that's just what my life is. Um, the term business ready for business, it, it stuck with me when I watched a film with Terrence Howard in it. And the, um, the the other character said to him, was like, why have you always got your briefcase with you? And he says, because my daddy always told me that, you know, you always have to be business ready for business. And it stuck with me so much. And between that line and Jay-Z's line, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Uh, those two things, I think um, they are the epitome of me and how I feel. So business ready for business is about always being ready to go. I don't believe in luck. I believe in opportunity, meeting preparedness. Now, opportunities will always come knocking, but are you prepared for them? And that's what Business Ready for Business is all about. It's about being ready for the opportunities when they come for you and knowing what it is that you want so that you know which opportunities to take and which opportunities not to take. So that's about it for the first episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to share your comments. Um, also, if you've got any things that you want to ask me, any any questions, feel free to hit me up with some of the questions and I'll answer them in the coming episodes. I intend to keep this going, keep the energy going. I'm feeling so good that I'm just recording it right now. I'm just, I'm just ready for this. So please share with um, your communities, share with anybody that you think might find this interesting. And like I said, leave me some feedback. Let me know what you thought about this first episode and like I said, anything else that you want to hear. So until the next time, remember, stay business ready for business. Life's an experiment and just do what you need to do. Peace.